0: A psalm of David. The Lord loves mercy and judgment. The earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. By the word of the Lord. the heavens established and all the powers of them by the spirit of his mouth. As you see, no aphala, so change, a cousin to Agio oh, evangelio. Vizmaro, if Neo Canavan of Choice in Tenegon, Kinif Mogisonic to Carta, you and Nagay Evangelio to anagnosman. Stand with the fear of God. Let us hear the Holy Gospel. Bless, O Lord, the reading of the Holy Gospel. According to Saint John, blessed be who comes in the name of the Lord, our Lord, and God, Savior, and King of us all, Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, to whom is glory forever and ever, amen. After this, there was a feast of the
1: Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of
0: impotent folk, a blind halt withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool,
1: and troubled the water, whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time
0: in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is
1: troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steps down before me.
0: Jesus says unto him, Rise, take up your bed and walk.
1: And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was
0: cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed.
1: He answered them, He that made me whole the same said unto me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, What man is that which said to you, Take up your bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was, For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus finds him
0: in the temple and said unto him, Behold, you are made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto
1: you. The man departed, and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus, and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the
0: Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them, My Father works hitherto, and I work.
1: Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also
0: that God was his Father, making himself equal with God. Ah, God. Glory be to God forever. Name the Father,
1: the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Um, today is the Sunday of the paralytic. Um, I struggle a lot with the paralytic because um, I don't like him. Um, but our Lord likes him, um, which gives us all um, hope. So if we can meditate together on the incident, and maybe I don't like him because I'm, I'm similar to him. But the setting of the story is that our Lord has gone back to the temple for some feast. Almost all the stories um, in the Gospel um, of John um, are in or around the temple. And outside of the temple is a pool. And it's got five porches. And there was some tradition that maybe uh, King Solomon had, had built it. Um, and so they found, actually, they found the, the, um, the archaeology of this. They found this temple. And the way that it was sent, set up actually is it has five porches that kind of make it into two pools. Um, so you've got um, a setup where there's a, there's a bench in the middle. And this humongous pool that was actually um, something like six meters deep, if I'm not mistaken, um, was as large as a football field. So this isn't just like a, like a tiny little um, hole on the side of the church, it's, it's gigantic. Um, and the tradition was that once a year, an angel would come in and would stir the waters and whoever got into the water um, was healed. And so our Lord, in the mass of all of these people, you've got a mass of really sick people, it says blind, lame, withered. So you've just got this collection of, of death. Okay, uh, people who are in their worst places, people who are not alive in the way that, that they'd like to be, or even in the way that society um, would view as alive. And they're all congregated around that place. And when our Lord comes, he singles out just one guy. Um, he singles out the paralytic. And it's not clear at this point how famous our Lord is or isn't. So I don't know if, if, if most people would have known who he was, either way, most of these people are standing on the temple. They don't know. But this man is completely encompassed by bitterness, right? He's not, he's not in his happy place. And you can say, well, you can't blame him. It's been 38 years. No problem. Um, We don't know if for 38 years, he's been by the pool. We just know that for 38 years, he's been ill. And so our Lord walks straight up to him and asks him very, very, very simply, do you want to be healed? Okay. Do you want to be perfected? And his answer is not yes, please, or how can I, or any of the above. His answer is, well, Every single time I try to go into the pool, I miss it because no one's here to help me. Other people are helping other people. Other people got into the pool, but I don't get into the pool. And so his answer to a yes or no question is to rant. Um, And thankfully, the Lord is kinder than most of us because if that was me, I'd have 100% told the guy off. Um, But our Lord doesn't. Our Lord's immediate response to him is, Take up your bed and walk. And immediately, the guy takes up his bed and walks. I think the one pot, there's maybe two positives I, I, that I can find because, because I have a bad heart. Other people are able to meditate and see lots of good in this man. Um, is that at least he listened, right? That at least he didn't whine again and say, Hey, Um, I don't know how to get up. I just told you I'm, I'm paralyzed. Um, so he gets up, but he gets up and he just walks away. Right. He doesn't say, um, how did you do that? Who are you? Um, thank you. Nada. Right. He just gets up, walks away. He pieces out. Maybe he's got perfect obedience. Um, so he's walking, but then now the author, St. John, tells us okay, but it's Saturday. And so this guy, the, pro- the crime is not that he's walking on Saturday, the crime is that he's carrying his his mat. It's, it's not really a bed, it's more like a mat. Um, that he's carrying his mat as he walks. And so these leaders of the Jews come to him. Um, And say to him, what are you doing? How is it that you are doing this on the Sabbath? This is against the law. And keep in mind that the law that they're talking about is thou shalt keep the Sabbath holy, right? Now, the Sabbath definitely was one of the Ten Commandments, but the Sabbath didn't have clear regulations for how it should be followed from God. The, the, The ins and outs of how to be faithful to the sabbath those were set um those are set by the jews in the same way for example in the church today um we know we need to um be honoring um the eucharist but it was the church at some point that said nine hours the church at some point that said here's here's how you do it Um, and we're not getting to debate right now whether that's right or wrong but saying that There's an agreed thing that we have to do, being a commandment, right? And then there is what we have set up as to how to follow that commandment. So they've cast a verdict. This dude, this guy is guilty um, because he's carrying his mat. So they ask him, what are you doing? And he immediately has got his hands up in the air of like, I'm not guilty. Right? He's thinking about himself. He's not even in a state of thankfulness. He's just like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was the guy who told me, to, the guy who who healed me. He is the guy um, who said, take up your, your bed and, and walk, which is so different from the man born blind that we will that we will study soon, right? Where he gets into a state, this man, the paralytic, into a complete state of defensiveness, and he goes and turns the finger at our Lord. And so now contrast this right like the 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 mood of the the leaders contrast that with the lord right who walks away from all of this um it says that our lord had conveyed himself away a multitude being in that place or our lord being like i i don't i don't want hysteria i don't want a mass of people around me i'm not looking for um, praise, I'm looking for recognition. I'm not looking for anything. Our Lord, when he heals, he, he's healing quietly. I just want to go over the story and then we can, we, can, we can get into it. So the man leaves. He tells the Jews right away, sorry, our Lord leaves that and comes to the man and says to him, listen, you're cured now. Be careful. Don't, don't keep messing up or something worse is going to happen to you. And this indicates to us that that man's condition, whether it was his paralysis or whether it was this negativity and bitterness that he lives in, one or the other was, was, was from his, his own disposition. Um, and I think we're uncomfortable with that sometimes, right? I think sometimes we don't like the idea that something bad could happen to me because of something that I did, but it can. It can. Right. It's not that God is walking around saying you did this sin. I'm going to punish you. I'm giving you a verdict of having these disease. But I can do something that has negative results. Right. I can. If I cut off my hand, I've lost my hand. That, that's a consequence. Right. If I. Sorry, if I go around and behave in, 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 a, in an inappropriate manner, I, I can acquire disease from that. But also for somebody who's in a relationship, God can chastise. Right. So, for example, um, if, if a child is abusing their money, let's say you've given your, 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 your son a regular allowance, even as an adult, and he goes to the casino, the father can say, I'm not giving you money anymore. Right. Everything that we have is the Lord's. So the Lord can do this. So something's happened with this man that has given him some culpability in the whole issue. There's something he's done. That has caused his predicament, whether it's his mood or his disease, it's not really clear from this. And this guy doesn't like being corrected, it seems. This is my interpretation. This man doesn't seem like he likes being corrected. Why? Because immediately after the Lord says, You've messed up here, <laughs> right? Take care. His immediate reaction is not to repent, it's not to say, You're right, I'm sorry. Right. It's not to say, oh, I didn't realize that there was something I was doing. His reaction is to say, oh, got him, right? Goes straight to the leaders again and says, it was Jesus. It was Jesus. And this causes them to go nuts because they're like, aha. This so-called teacher of God has now went and made somebody break one of the one of the commandments. In fact, in their eyes, this is a big deal, okay? Because in their eyes, breaking the Sabbath, according to their traditions, that could mean the death penalty, right? That could mean the death penalty. And it shows you how they weren't even actually interested in the law. Because instead of saying, aha, well, you still broke the commandment, we're putting on trial, we're going to kill you, which would have been a legally permissible action for them to take. But instead of doing that, they go and put our Lord on trial. They go straight for Jesus. They forget the paralytic because unlike the prodigal, unlike the man born blind, he's not defending Jesus. He's accusing Jesus, right? So he cares more about himself, his own safety, than he cares about the truth and more about the gospel. And maybe that's why we can relate to him is I think maybe many of us are in that place where we care more about how we look than we care about the gospel um, being there. And so they go off to our Lord and they go and accuse him. And the Lord looks at them very calmly and just says, my father is still working. And so am I. He's very bold. The, 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 the Lord Jesus in the Gospel of John is a straight shooter through and through, from start to end. He never, ever glosses his words over. He is not afraid of confrontation. He never sins, he never goes wrong with it, but he's, he's a straight line. And so they're looking at him and our Lord makes a bold claim because in saying my father, they know here that he doesn't mean Joseph, right? It's clear from the, con- from the context, they're not talking about Joseph. So when he says, my father is working and so am I, he's now escalated the charge further. He's like, oh, you guys are accusing me of doing work on the Sabbath. I'll give you a heavier um, legal claim. I'll give you a, heavy, a heavier charge you can lay against me. I'm going to call God my father because he is. And the Jews, Lord doesn't even have to say it. The Jews right away say that makes him equal to God. And so that makes them set off on a trial. And the rest of chapter five is a long back and forth between our Lord, where he lays out the charges that they're, they're putting against him. He calls his witnesses. And then at the end, he turns the tables on them and says, actually, you're guilty, not me. If anyone's guilty, here, it's you guys. But we're not going to get into that. I'm saying that to say, this guy triggered events from his own sin to his, re- to his reactions that set a whole cascade That turns into a trial for our Lord that doesn't end in chapter five. It's an ongoing thing that runs all the way through the gospel of John that is all triggered by this moment by this gospel by this encounter with this man by the pool for whom he does a good work. Okay. How does this relate to us. Well, first of all, outside the temple outside the church and inside are assembled people who are in a place of death right All of us are coming to the church, we're all coming to this fountain of grace, this pool, looking for help. Bethesda actually means house of mercy. We're all gathered at the pool looking for mercy, right? That's what we're all, we're all in this state. We're all saying, I can't get myself in the water. Right? How many of us have said things like, I don't know how to repent. I don't know how to live like this. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Whether my fault or someone else's fault, I'm stuck. And I'm coming to the house of mercy and I'm begging you to please fix me. And there's another important point here. It's got five porches. And some have meditated on the five porches to say these five porches are the five books of the law, right, the the Pentateuch, right? And saying that these people are coming to the law, hoping to be cured, but it doesn't cure them on its own. It doesn't cure them. Only when there's some grace added in, only when this angel comes in, is anybody getting any kind of, 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 of cure but they're not being cured by the law itself, right? The law was showing them that they're sick, but it wasn't healing them. It wasn't healing them from their sickness. It was just showing them that they were sick. And so all these sick people are gathered at the church saying, help us, help us, and the law isn't curing them. The only one that was able to fix a person just by saying the words was God himself. It was only when God himself looked at the man and said, do you want to be made? Well, I can heal you, right? He's not going to ask it just because he thinks it's an interesting question. His asking is the offer. And he's saying, I don't work with people unless they want it. Do you want it? Every miracle in the Gospel of John is accompanied by a preceding question of, do you believe? Do you want to participate? And, our, and this guy's answer to just whine and complain, that's so us. We, we're so obsessed sometimes with ourselves that we miss the question. We miss the question. Right. somebody's like, hey, um, did you know that the bank is offering this and this and this and this? And instead of being like, no, I didn't. How do I apply? How can I get this this loan in this financial crisis that I'm in? We'll answer being like, yeah, if I even can make it, because usually that's for the rich, because it's always about the rich getting richer. Right. We've always got some negative mumbling, murmuring response that we just doled out at everything. And yet, God is so different from us, right? Like, if that was me, I'd be like, okay, whatever. I was just asking, right? Whereas God's answer is, you know what? I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it that in whining to me and, 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 and complaining to me about your predicament, that, that means you, you do want it, right? I'll, I'll accept that as your yes, right? He looks right past this terrible response, right? The Samaritan woman had a great response. She responded with something honest and repentant and and creates dialogue. (laughs) This guy is just like, boom, boom, boom. But our Lord is the only one that can heal you. The only one that can fix us is Christ, right? This is why every sacrament of the church, And every service of the church points at Eucharist. All of them. That you can only have this healing of your souls and your bodies and your spirits by participation in Christ himself. He is our access to the Father. He is the one in whose name the Spirit is sent. So that's our access point. And sometimes we get stuck up as these Jews who now walk up, right? Who are here to say, no, 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 no. Jesus is messed up. He broke the law. How could he break the law? And they don't get that as he says elsewhere. Guys, the Sabbath, the Sabbath is made for you. You're not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is there to help you out. It's not there because the Sabbath is itself a holy of holies. It's just a day. In fact, as he says here, like God, like God doesn't stop working. God didn't take a day off. God's still working, right? And that wasn't shocking to the Jews, actually. There are are Jewish traditions where they do talk about how the God how God never stops working, right? And so he's saying, are you guys confused here about the point of this? right? So that's how we act sometimes, right? Where we'll have our naysaying at, at things that happen in church where something even that good that happened, we'll still have to attack it, right? We won't try and understand it. We won't try and know context. We'll just judge it right away. I heard that Abune so-and-so or servant so-and-so or tan so-and-so or uncle so-and-so said, did, acted this. Boom, you're bad. You're bad because it should have been done in such and such a way. And you don't even actually know if you're right, right? The Jews have made their own traditions about how to honor the Sabbath. They're not what God said. And then they're now assuming, oh, well, I'm right because we put it and we've been doing this for years. Therefore, it's right. If God didn't like it, God would have stepped in and said, don't do it. As though God responds to their whims, which we also do. But he doesn't. Right? God, God never said, here's how to do the Sabbath and don't you dare do blah, 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 blah. He had a purpose for the Sabbath, a very holy purpose for the Sabbath. And we get caught up in this too, right? We do get caught up in this too. We've got our, 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 our own traditions that we made up. And I want to make it very clear that in making up our traditions, that's not wrong. Our Lord wasn't upset that people make traditions. We all make traditions. Every single human on earth, has traditions and customs. Point in case human beings still shake hands to say hi. That's a tradition and it's not wrong, okay? It's when we forget what the point of the tradition is. So we have things like enter in the sanctuary with your your right foot, not your left. Never give your back to the sanctuary. Don't chew gum on Sunday. Don't go barefoot, don't do this. We have a whole bunch of traditions and they are actually nice traditions. They're nice. But it's when we start using a meditative um, piety, a meditative pious tradition to control and condemn people, then we miss the point, right? It's like, we know that to have Eucharist, you ought to be in a state of repentance. Now I'm using this as an example to say, the Sabbath wasn't just some tradition to them. The Sabbath was a law from God, okay? So Eucharist is a a law for us. Christ said, you must do this. Now imagine when some some guy in the church is, is yelling and screaming because Abuna dared to give Eucharist to somebody who they, the person watching, evaluates to be living in a horrible state of sin. And you're like, wow, Some priest, I can't believe he just did that. Does he know what kind of guy that is? He has now blasphemed God by cheapening the mysteries and giving it to some guy who is so messed up. There are people who do this. We still do this, right? That's us being those Pharisees. Right? This guy's at the house of mercy saying, give me grace. And the Lord himself shows up to that place of death and says, I'm life. I'll give it to you if you want it. And we're mad that the guy got life. We're yelling at the life giver saying, how dare you give life? And like life was like, that's who I am. I am life. That's my identity. Right? This is how we become this is how it become when we forget what it's about. And that's why our Lord, when he shot down all of the different hypocrisies, at the very end of it says, these things you ought to have done. He's saying, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. You're, you're good to have traditions. They're good. You just, you forgot the point. Right? And so God's concern was the opposite of this man and the pharisees so this man he's afraid of his image right this thing just happened to him he just had a great miracle happen he just had his whole life changed 38 years of being paralyzed and this guy can move and what is he afraid of the people he's afraid of the leaders it's so illogical and yet it's so us you would think that if this guy by just the so-called guy, Jesus, who by just saying a word, totally changed him, that that should be the guy to be afraid of. Because he could, if he, in a word, could make this guy not paralyzed, then the same Jesus, in a word, probably can make him paralyzed, but that's not who he's afraid of. He's afraid of the loud people at the temple, the ones who have the authority to socially destroy him. The ones who have the authority on some level to kill him, they don't, don't really take a, um, a verdict of death on him in Jerusalem. So technically they couldn't, he'd have to go to another district to get that. But he's afraid of that. Isn't that us? Aren't we the ones who are afraid at work to say what we really think because someone's gonna think that I'm, I'm some kind of phobe, insert the first word here. I'm some kind of 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 hater. I'm some I'm somebody who if I if I show them they're going to think that I think I'm better than them and then they're going to think that I'm judging them and then they're going to think I'm this and that. So I'm just going to keep it to myself and we justify our silence by some weird clause in the law even sometimes using the bible as our justification to not live the truth that's what this guy did and it becomes more clear because he starts off by saying listen don't don't hate me i don't know i don't know i was just told to do this right that's some of us too right the only thing that he did kind of good here to be fair to him is on some level he did declare that there was a miracle like we got to give him that on some level he was willing to say i was this and i'm now not this and it was someone else that did that for me that part was good but then right then after the lord has come up to him and said listen it's clear that his intention motives aren't pure that's why god comes back to him and says listen man you know be careful right it's like your dad has paid off all of your loans and then he sees that you're right away starting to get back into the very habits that got you into debt to the beginning, in the first place. And so he's saying, Careful, this was the kind of stuff that got you in debt, right? That's what I'm saying. His disposition, his character, it, it, it seems like it has something to do with his predicament, right? Because that's why our Lord is coming back to him to say that. And so our Lord isn't going to come back and say, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you made me look badly. I can't believe you were so ungrateful. Why? Because grace is grace. A gift is a gift. It was not, it was not conditional on how good or bad the receiver is. It's all about the goodness of the giver. And we forget that in our own dealings with Christ, right? We sometimes think that repentance here, our Lord came to the guy and calls him to repent. That guy isn't even able to repent. Our God comes to him and says, Hey, careful. Right. But he's not saying my gift was based on what state you're in. We think sometimes you have to go to Christ well to get grace, but no, this guy was not in a state of wellness. He came to Christ as he was and didn't even become a much nicer guy afterwards, right? This is our Lord. Contrast that completely different kind of, 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 of interaction. Our Lord's gift is not dependent on our status, our actions, our, any of those things. He's not concerned about his image. We are. And that's why he goes to the man privately, right? He doesn't make a public spectacle and be like, I'm the guy who healed them and here's my defense. He's done the miracle quietly. He responds to the man quietly. And then the Jews go to him to publicly put him on trial. But God is asking us, okay? God is asking us, do you want to be healed? And I think a lot of us don't answer with the yes or no. Do you want to stop this bad habit that you have? And we're like, um, g- give me some time. I'm, I'm actually only doing this thing right now because um, it's temporary. We just, we need it right now. Otherwise, this other thing over here, it, uh, it's going to fail. We don't actually say yes right away a lot of the time. If we did, we'd be living in repentance all the time, and we're not. We all have excuses. We all have our, listen, man, it's been 38 years, okay? Like, don't come now and tell me not to do it like this. This is all I know. We, we've, got our, we've got these answers that we've got. Um, God is singling you and me and all of us out at this pool of mercy, standing by the pool, living by a law instead of by, by, by grace, And asking you, do you want it? Are you receptive to his grace? Are you at least this man brought himself to the pool? That's another good thing he did, right? He arranged somehow. He got help, but he said, please get me. I need to get to that pool, right? Are you doing that? Are you even at the well, at the spring? Are you even at this pool? Are you even, sorry. The church is, sorry, the paralytic is like all of us who are showing up at church, not actually interested in who God is, but what we can get from him, right? Right? A lot of us are showing up at the doors being like, listen, I'm here for that angel that stirs the water, right? They weren't interested in anything more. That spot, I was so upset. I was so worried. I get it. I might say thank you the day of, I might get excited and I walk away. Is that, is that how we deal with the Lord? Is that how we deal with Christ? Is that why we come to church? Are we coming to church? And, and the proof of this is that some of us will come to church and say, I've been coming to church. I don't see a difference. No one here is better than me. Didn't make me do anything. I'm not this. I'm not that. My aunt still died of cancer. My friend still had their son die. I still had, I still had, I still as had. Though, as though that's the promise of Christ but you're coming saying church claims that Jesus is a healer therefore heal 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 on my terms heal as how I think you should be and yet again once again our Lord didn't mind that our Lord still called the temple his house he didn't say because the people coming to my house are not always receptive of me because people coming to the house don't know who I am because the people in my house make demands that don't even make sense i'm not going to interrupt my house no he goes to the temple he sends the people to the temple he works in the temple and he says i am the temple this is my house and even if i have the worst guests in the world i don't view them like that these these are not guests they're my kids they're my sons and they're my daughters our god in spite of how wrong we are in how we approach him still approaches us, still singles us out and says, I can heal you. Are you willing to be healed? Let the word of God be the one thing that heals you, right? Let us all come to the church and see where the law and grace meet in the person of Christ. The law couldn't save this man. Only God's word could. Let us put ourselves in the disposition of realizing that the church is Bethesda, right? That this is the house of mercy. This is a place, the new house of mercy, where Christ offers himself freely for us. Where if we but touch him, or if he but only says the word, we can be freed from the ailments of our bodies and souls and and spirits. And glory be to our God forever and ever, the ages of ages. Amen. Sorry again for the technical uh, difficulties. Um, God willing, see some of you on Monday at the Bible study. um, And Thursday for um, a spiritual word. Uh, and question and answer. Uh, the love of God, the Father, the grace of the only God, and the grace of the only God, send Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the communion, gift of Holy Spirit, with you all. Go in peace. The peace of the Lord be with you all.